Um, do you want to head straight into Bunny Versus? Do you need a potty break, Bunny? Uh, I think I could do it. I, I personally don't have a hell of a lot to say. Okay, then, then cool. Then let's go into that. Bunny. Yes. Are you ready for another exciting, pulse-pounding, heart-stomping, boob-shaking installment of Bunny Versus? Are you ready? Are you pumped? Are you amped? Are you jazzed? Are you psyched? Are you primed? Are you revved up? Are you cocked and loaded? Are you ready, Bunny? Are you ready? I'm not so sure about being cocked, but I am loaded. Cool. I'm a little bit high myself. Uh, well then, without any further ado... It's time once again for Bunny Versus, and now here is your host, Bunny Williams. Take it away, Bunny! And kind of bouncing off to the last conversation, I, really, I, I think I found my new dream job. Because there has got to be somebody at Marvel that's just in charge of making shit up and just putting uh, out disinformation but to keep fucking... everybody off the trail. Spider-Man No Way Home is 100% fan service the movie. I remember six months ago, a year ago, talking to Mal about Spider-Man No Way Home and saying, oh man, w wouldn't it be cool if this happened or this happened or what if uh, this person shows up or what if they have a scene where they're all talking and they say this I was shocked at how much of that happened there yeah. was one scene that uh, Mal and I talked about over and over again and it 100% happened in this movie and I was really? so happy to be like oh my god they had, they had a scene and, and oh yeah it was literally just fan service the movie but it is disingenuous that for the last year or two, they've been saying, this is not happening. This is not happening. This is not happening. This is not happening. Hey, all of you fans, fuck you. And then the movie comes out and they go, oops, our bad. So, yeah, yeah. but the thing is, like, like, so much shit came out that wasn't happening that some just had to have happened. Yeah. You know, but like but like that's that's the role of the disinformation officer at at Marvel, which I want to be. At. I want to be able to call up a random show and say Doctor Doom and then hang up real quick. Yeah. You know, I I was upset because they're like, oh my god, Alfred Molina's Dr. Octopus is coming back. Jamie Foxx's Electro is coming back. But, but in, in my heart, I was like, okay, but can we have Bruce Campbell show up? Yeah. Can we have the guy who owned the pizza place show up? Can a Spider-Man deliver a fucking pizza? Yeah. I was thinking, like, what about Paul Giamatti's iconic rhino? Yes. The worst uh, Russian accent this side of Hawkeye. Uh, what about uh, the foreign guy who was renting the apartment to Peter? Can we get him? Yeah. 
What about uh, uh, what's his name? The the first Eddie Brock from that. Can't we get that '70s show up in this bitch? Topher Grace. I just want to hear three lines from a new Spider-Man film, and I know that it's impossible. But if they can bring Harold Ramis back from the dead, then I can watch a Spider-Man film with the line. Bonesaw is ready. Yeah. None of those things happen. None of those things. And I'm pissed. I want Sally Fields at May, damn it. <laughs> but uh, other things did show up, and happy for those, but I was hoping for a Bonesaw McGraw. Or uh, what's his name? Uh, the director of Evil Dead, uh, uh, Sam Raimi's brother. Working Ted? at the Daily Bugle, I was hoping for that. That didn't Ted happen. Ramey? Yeah, yeah. Ted I, Ramey. I don't know. I, I, I kind of like a younger, sexier Aunt May personally, uh, and yeah. I do like the idea that, uh, as I've seen elsewhere, of course Joe Pesci is Uncle Ben. Yeah. Yeah. How can anyone doubt? Yeah. But I also feel that, like, Spider-Man No Way Home, incredible film, wonderful film. I, 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 I'm really hyped about this new Spider-Man movie, and I'm going to watch it a bunch more times. But also, Spider-Man No Way Home is running because Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse walked first. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you really should give credit where credit's due. If I have to pick between Spider-Man No Way Home and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, I love Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm picking the one with Spider-Ham. Yeah. Just period. Well, you know, and a black, and a black character, yeah. But, well, you have always been a Spider-Man, a Spider, Spider-Ham mark. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't believe the fact that when I was little, I would go to the, the new, I went to the new comic book store by my house, and I asked them for kids' comic books, and they gave me the first issue of Spider-Ham, and I ended up buying every issue of Spider-Ham. I had a box, you know, like you used to do at comic book stores. I had a box, and they would put in yeah. my comic books. And Spider-Ham was one of them. And I, would, I grew up talking to people about my love of Spider-Ham. And even in my 20s and my 30s, people would be like, you made that up. There is no Spider-Ham. There is no Dr. Ostrich. There is no Dr. Doom. But the fact that people know Spider-Ham now blows my fucking balls away. Yes. Blown away by this. You know? Mm -hmm. it's, like if, it's like if Tom Holland's next movie was a bio about the life of Lee Van Cleef. <laughs> and then suddenly everyone has Lee Van Cleef fever. And then there's a bunch of people that would be like, oh my god, people love Lee Van Cleef now? Yeah. That's weird. Okay, 
there's a bunch of things that I wanted to uh, mention during right, uh, let, Bunny Versus. Let me get something out of the way first here because okay. we are going away for kind of a family reunion. Okay. And that will be from January 2nd to January 10th. Okay. Uh, so we're gonna, I'm going to miss both shows there on the 7th and the 9th. 7th and the 9th? The 2nd and the 9th. Thank you. Okay. January 2nd and 9th. No podcast. Well, that's okay. You can still do the 26th, which will be next week, which will be our annual watching of Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny. Because we have to end every year with a discussion of Barry Mahon, Pirate World, and Nudie Cuties. Yes. Yes, we do. So that's next week, and I'm really excited about that because I will once again be writing all new notes about Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny and not at all just using the same notes that I wrote in episode 105. Because I don't even have those notes, so I don't know what... Uh, you're talking about I'll be writing all new notes so it's not yes. so next week oh man I'm going to be doing a bunch of writing and it won't be an easy one for me and a big shout out to everybody in the chat room we have a nice little crowd going on there it looks like so Yay. that's nice hooray so there's a couple of so okay so no January 2nd no January 9th I'll plan something really nice for Something cool for the week after that. I don't know what, but we'll figure it out. So there's a couple of things I wanted to mention from last week and this week. Number one, all of my kids are now fully vaccinated. Yes. Very happy about that. Uh, and and uh, we did a really good video on my uh, kid-friendly YouTube channel where I was going to talk to the to kids about trying to get them to get the vaccine and then I realized that like you don't want to hear if you're a kid you don't want to hear an adult tell you about how important the vaccine is so I just had uh, Max and Eleanor just I interviewed them and I put it all together it's a great video and I really love it and I'm really proud of you kids for getting the vaccine um, I'm the first that I have in Yes, the first when when you got your first shot, you were kicking and scratching and punching, and you yes. hit me numerous times. Okay. But you still did it. And then the second time, you didn't punch and scratch at all. You you, you kids were both so <coughs> brave, and I'm really proud of you kids. And you kids did so good. And yeah, yeah. And then last week in Oklahoma, it went from 35 degrees one, like I woke up and it was 35 degrees out. And, I, I'm, and I'm bundling up my youngest for winter weather because we're going, well, I'm driving them to kindergarten and it's 35 degrees. Guess what? And then by the time I pick them up, it's 78 degrees out. Yeah. It is insane <coughs> Oklahoma weather like that. Yesterday we got to go out. Oh, hold on. The sound just uh, went totally off. Hold on. No, 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 no. Hold on. No, no, no. 
the sound just totally went. Can you hear me? I got you. Okay. Whew. Okay. Hey, buddy, guess what? What? Yesterday we got to go ice skating. You went yeah, ice skating? Yeah, because Emerald will be 20 years old tomorrow. Wow. Which is insane. I, I was taking... I. I was changing their diaper when they were one year old, and now they will be 20. That's a real mindfuck. Yes. Um, for me. I was scared and crying because I was scared if I slipped, but we got, they've got these little things where you, like, hold on tight. These little, then, like, walkers. Yeah, and then you skate, and then someone holds on to you, or you could do it by your own. But I was scared, but it kind of was not that hard. Oh my god, there were two birthday parties and a church group there. And it was yeah. just like, I, I asked uh, Amber, is it basic white bitch day at the ice skating rink? And but, guess what? Um, we got football. <coughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, they always want things from machines, and I'm like, I don't have money. I don't have any money. I don't have any change in my purse. And you do. Yeah, this time I made sure, like, there's going to be something at the ice skating rink the kids are going to want. So I brought a bunch of quarters. You, got, you kids got gumballs. Uh, so, yeah. So it's been an exciting time. The kids are officially off of school until uh, next month. Well, on the ride home, I got nachos. And on the ride home, uh, the nachos went up, up, and straight onto my leg. How did that happen? Uh, it's like... It was going, and then it... You guys hit a bump or something? Bump. It went, like, when we, like, when you go over a train track. Yeah. Uh, it was like that, and my nachos uh, went up, up, and on my leg. Gotcha. My okay. Oh, and, and for the first time ever, we, we, we've been making gingerbread houses. Yeah. And it's the first time that we as a family has done this, have done this, because uh, no offense to anyone watching this, that always kind of seemed like a white person Christmas thing that we just never did. But yeah. there's a lot cooler ones. We, we saw a uh, Mario Castle gingerbread house. Uh, I'm building that right now, and it is super fun. Yeah, and then Eleanor got like a Disney princess enchanted castle gingerbread house. I saw online but we didn't buy it a uh dive bar gingerbread house yeah and it's it, it's like a budweiser dirt bar gingerbread house and so we we've been making them this week and and that's been fun also i i have not been dressing up and going out as a woman that much because oh Last week and this week, it just hit me like a like a realization that like oh shit, I am now a trans woman of color, and we're just getting killed left and right. And and just at first, I was really scared about going out as a woman, and then finally, what you know, it's like diving into a pool. Once you do it, you're like oh, this is actually good and I'm not that scared and I felt comfortable and I spent like days and days as a woman and then eventually it just hit me that like see you really do have to be cautious it is dangerous out there for a trans woman of color and that is what I am now and, and yeah. I, I've, just been, I've just been worried but I, I will say I've been in women's bathrooms with other women 
I have been at stores in line with people. I have talked to people. I have been to very busy places. I've been to the mall. I've been to Walmart. I've been to the grocery store. I've been all over the place as a woman. So far, I have not had a single negative experience at all. At all. No one has said anything bad. No one has has, uh, said anything behind my back. No one's laughed at me. No one's attacked me. No one has, no one said shit. Yesterday, I went to, I went ice skating with the kids and I was all dressed up, all nice. And I, as I was walking, a guy checked me out. Yeah. And that was so awesome. I walked by and the guy did one of those like 80s sort of sex comedy things where he's like, whoa. You know, one of those, like lifting yeah. the sunglasses, sort of, hey. And, and it, it meant so much to me. Wow, I was ogled. Hooray! <laughs> I'm taking my first step into a much larger world. Yes. <laughs> so... Yeah. But you're doing it in a hive of scum, scum and villainy, so Yay. be careful. I will say, Can as a woman... Can you take up Kung Fu, maybe? I keep a box cutter with me in my purse. Just for safety's sake. I've never had to use it. I don't even use it to open up boxes. But I feel happy to know that it's in my purse. Yeah. And, and I can say now, as a woman... Why aren't there pockets in anything? Why do men get these big-ass fucking pockets, but only like a third of my clothes has pockets? It pisses me off. Why? Because I want pockets! It's just... Everything needs pockets out of mother. It upsets me. I think the, 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 the idea is women have purses. So they don't need pockets. I want pockets. The idea is don't give women pockets, so they'll spend money on purses to hold all their shit. Yeah, yeah. So I've become one of those women that has various uh, candies and mints just rumbling through their purse. <laughs> okay, but the true sign, the true sign. Do you have a snotty tissue? Oh, I've always had snotty tissues. Oh, okay. Period. Is Period. nothing new there? No, nothing new there. Yeah, so that's been my week. That's been my week. We have Christmas coming up. I'm woefully ill-prepared. I'm not prepared for Christmas. I'm not prepared for the kids to be home, but we'll see what happens. I'm excited. I'm excited to once again watch the double feature... I don't think we did it on the podcast, but I found it online on YouTube. I don't know if it's still there anymore, so when I first saw it, I made the point of downloading it. Uh, On Christmas Eve in the 90s, Comedy Central did a double feature of the Mystery Science Theater episodes of Santa Claus Conquers the Martians and that Santa Claus vs. the Devil Mexican movie, and they showed them back-to-back, and somebody recorded it with commercials and posted it on YouTube. And it's my favorite Christmas thing of all time. I don't even really watch Mystery Science Theater anymore, but that is my favorite thing to watch for Christmas. Yeah. Also, I'm kind of happy that we didn't... 
we didn't watch, we missed a week, that means that we won't be uh, discussing the 2019 Christmas movie Last Christmas. That's what we were going to do this week. Yeah. Uh, the 2019 film Last Christmas, which is a jukebox musical featuring music from the band Wham! Wow. And there's a twist ending that's really bizarre, but it's in the lyrics. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. That's the twist ending. It's really fucking weird. And I think I hate it, but I might like it. We were going to do it for the podcast, and then you canceled uh, last week's podcast. And it's like, okay, maybe it's for the best. I kind of don't want to watch that movie right now. But, oh, man. Silent Night, Deadly Night 1 and 2. I've got a lot of backstory about the making of this. And uh, its connection to Back to the Future. Oh, okay. Yeah, forgot about that. I haven't looked at these uh, notes for a while. Oh, and also, uh, we will also be talking about why Gene Siskel is rotting in hell. Okay. Again? Again! Again! Okay. Fuck Gene Siskel. Fuck! He pisses me off. Yeah. So that's my week. How are you, Bunny? I'm, I'm, I'm good. I had a stomach thing come out from out of fucking nowhere last week. Yeah. Until I had to get... This show is one of the bright spots of my week. I do not like to cancel it for any fucking reason. That's just how it is. But, but, oh, God, I woke up with just severe stomach cramps. And, yes, pissing out my asshole. You know, that was actually... All fluid. um, Like, this should not be happening. Pissing Out the Asshole is actually the name of Mother Teresa's autobiography. Yes. Yes, it is. Really surprising. Because, you know, we have to keep poor people in poverty because it makes them closer to God. Yeah. You know, they, they don't really need medications to get better because they're blessed. By God. Yeah, uh, back in my day, if you wanted to get closer to God, you would just fuck someone like an animal. Mm-hmm. That's a Nine Inch Nails reference. Yeah. To show you how uh, hip I am with young people. <laughs> <laughs> huh. You know, it's like my grandfather used to say to me, he would say, Stevie, despite all our rage, we are still just a rat in a cage. Yeah. 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 And in the end, it doesn't even matter. No. The love you make is equal to the love you take. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's how it goes. But yeah. why aren't we talking about Smash? That Smash? fucking show was excellent. Oh, Saturday morning, All Star Hits. I fucking yes. love that so much! Fuck! I'm sorry, it's just... I I binge-watched it 
I was going to watch it with Mal and with the kids, but nobody wanted to watch it. And I didn't want to like force them to watch it. So I watched it by myself. I woke up early one day and just started watching it the day it came out. I, I was so excited for the show. I marked it on the on the calendar. I put Kyle Mooney on Netflix this Friday. And so I woke up and the first thing I did was get Emerald to school, get Mal to get get Eleanor to school and then get Mal to school and then come home and just start watching Saturday morning all star hits. And oh, and then get Maxwell's school prepared, homeschool prepared while watching Saturday morning all star hits and then doing school with Maxwell while watching Saturday morning all star hits and then get, getting him lunch while watching Saturday morning all star hits and then while he ate lunch I finished watching Saturday morning all star hits and I'm just obsessed with that it's so Is fucking funny Maxwell is still remote yeah okay yeah. um we wanted all of our kids to be remote but Mal did great, but not in math. And you had to be perfect in everything you were doing in homeschool to continue homeschooling. Uh-huh. Oh. Okay. So, yeah, so Mal went back to, to in-person school. And then we wanted Eleanor to keep doing in-person school, but they decided not to do kindergarten as virtual this year and so Eleanor had to go back to school but Maxwell's grades last time were perfect and uh, so yeah he's still doing in person he's still doing at home school and he's doing great um, did that Maxwell got the whole the team does that mean that he gets to go back on the bus no, he's still doing homeschool for the rest of the school year. Oh. Yeah, he is still going to be doing school at at home with me. Oh. It's just you know this being Oklahoma, this being a red state, this being the Midwest, they they want every kid to stop doing virtual school and to just go back into school where they can get sick and spread a virus because they're right wingers. This is a right-wing state. And so the principal of virtual school, who I think is also the principal of the in-person school, the principal said, everyone has to have all of their assignments done by December, uh, by December 17th. And if they do not have all of their assignments done, then they will be forced to go back to in-person school in January. And so we were a bit scared about that. Maxwell always gets all of his assignments on time, but we were still scared about that. But apparently the teachers who are in charge of virtual school were like, oh, so yes, you have to have all of your assignments done. Also, we'll be giving you less assignments. <laughs> just because just we got your ass. We got yeah. you. We're assigning you less assignments. So usually Maxwell has 25 assignments to do for the week for five days of school. 25 assignments, 26 assignments, 28 assignments. One week he had 29 assignments, 30 assignments. This past week, he, they assigned him nine things to do. And you can tell that it's the virtual teachers just giving them less to do to make sure that no kids 
are forced by the principal to have to go back to in-person school, and I like that. Yeah. That was a nice little, like, hey, thanks for having our backs, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's us. Yay. Are, are you... Are, are you ready to go on a break and, and do this movie? I'm really no. excited to talk about uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. No, the All Source Smash. We, we really have. Oh, yeah. We that's what we were talking about. There. I totally forgot. I totally forgot that's what we were talking about. I, I really, it's, right off the bat, it had that same kind of uncanny valley kind of feel that that Star Trek show I found on YouTube had. You know, yeah. where it's like. I really have not. I don't think I have ever seen Saturday morning cartoons hosted by anybody. You know, I have. I but have. Yeah. as soon as I saw this, like it was like totally familiar. I I was hoping that you liked it and wouldn't give up on it because I knew that eventually, when you got to the pitch perfect parody of cartoon all-stars to the rescue yes which we covered on the podcast that you would appreciate the shit out of that oh god yes stop I... kids from saying shut up s up s up yeah uh-huh. and all of the cartoon characters from the show show up oh here's uh, uh um the dinosaur here is Randy. uh Randy, the, the teenage dinosaur. Here is the creator critters. Yes. And Paul Rudd was the voice of the guy from the creator critters. Oh, was it? Yeah, the guy who who uh, the David Seville of the creator critters. Yeah. And then I don't know who did the voice of Randy the Teenage Dinosaur, but Randy the Teenage Dinosaur's on-again, off-again girlfriend was Emma Stone. Really? Yeah. And then uh, one of the SNL guys, Chris Red, who's on SNL right now, he was um, one of the uh, pro bros. Yeah. It. it yeah. It. I absolutely loved that show, and it said a lot to me just as a as a sibling who was given shit by their parents while they heaped praise on the other child. Yeah. That is, so the show spoke a lot to me, and in the beginning of the show is when it hit me, this is just like the Sprouse twins, Cole... And Dylan Sprouse, who starred in the Disney show *The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody*, and then the follow-up show *The Sweet Life on Deck*, where they were twins and they yeah. had their own TV show, and and then I'm like, oh, and then one of the twins got a job in Riverdale, and we talked about it on the podcast. I said, I feel bad for the other brother because they're exactly the same. But yeah. one is starring in a CW TV show. What the fuck is the other one doing? And then one of the brothers showed up in Saturday Morning All-Star Hits. And I'm like, holy shit, one of the Sprouse twins is in this. I got to IMDB this and see which one it is. It's the less popular brother who's not Jughead. <laughs> cool. 
Which my heart he? just. He was the. The Bobby there was the with guy the Bobby in the cartoon. Uh, no, there was the guy and the girl who went missing, and that was the mystery of the whole show. Oh. He was the blonde guy who the was missing. Blonde he's, computer guy. Yeah, he's the twin brother of uh, Jughead from Riverdale. That makes sense. Yeah, so the fact that the non-Jughead Sprouse twin was in Saturday Morning All-Star Hits lends credence to Skip and Trey Bohr. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what is the seven degrees of supernatural to this, honey? The Sprouse brothers. We're on Zach and Cody. Yeah. And their mother was the dead mom from Supernatural? Their mother was Kim Rhodes. Oh, who plays Jody in Supernatural? There you go. Everything ties to Supernatural. There's the supernatural connection to Saturday Morning All-Star Hits. Wonderful fucking show, and I'm so glad you liked it. I was worried that it was parodying something that wasn't your time and that you wouldn't like it. Oh, no, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And again, it felt familiar. The cartoons felt really familiar. You know... Yeah, the. The cartoons had a shittiness that felt like late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then the whole two twins hosting the show, that felt like 90s, like like a, like a CW or like a Fox Saturday morning sort of a thing. But like... It's, yeah, it, exactly. But you can tell that Kyle Mooney knows his fucking shit. But it he still knows his worked. 80s and 90s TV shows. Yeah. And even the commercials and shit that they yeah. did yeah. were the all shoes, very nostalgic feeling. The shoes where you make the hole. Yeah. I like that one. And then they were like, I when I was a kid, I loved Mad Balls. Yeah. And they were just like... like tennis balls but they had gross faces on them and I loved them and they had the same thing but they were like gross cubes yeah uh huh and there were commercials for those and I liked those I would have liked more commercials but I was surprised at how invested I got with like the create a criddles plot and yeah. the plot of Randy the teenage dinosaur I was shocked at how at how um upset I got with how bad they did my 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 boys the strongimals yeah and it's like oh the strongimals and then skip in the strongimals and then it's skip with a cameo by the strongimals in the strongimals action van yeah uh huh they kind of got I, booted by their own yeah yeah they got booted God, off I've... their own show yeah, but everyone needs to see uh, Saturday Morning All Star Hits. It's on Netflix for shit's sake. It's I love it, and, and I hope to God he makes more. Back and you, 
you're watching a couple of episodes and you're like, oh, this is cool, this is funny, you know, it's a parody of Saturday morning, uh-huh, it's, you know, and then, like, out of nowhere, a plot has crept up on you. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, holy Next. fuck, this show has a plot. Next thing you know, there's a plot and reoccurring characters and things start tying into each other and, and yeah, yeah, it it becomes a story. It be- yeah. it goes beyond parody and becomes like a plot. And there's lore and so much sub sandwiches. Yes. Uh, subs. We've all been saying that, despite the fact that I'm the only one who watched this. Yeah. I got everyone saying that. Uh, subs. Yeah. Yeah, I did show you that part. Yeah. I love that show. Everyone needs to see it. It's my next. I think you should leave. So the same guy did play. Skip and Trabor and the Justin Bieber kind of character. Yeah, that like uh it it, it was like Johnny a Rush or Johnny Yeah, Johnny Rad. Yeah. It was like a combination of like Justin Bieber, Johnny Deb, uh uh uh, uh both Corey's Hayden yeah. and Feldman and uh Joey Lawrence, who appears in every Mace piece for it. And you just get all of those and put them in a blender and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I will say, I was expecting when Kyle Mooney would play so many characters, I was expecting to see that line of division between it, that sort of like a identical cousins sort of a yeah, thing. and they they did somewhat, you know. Uh, but then they're but, they but then they're, a, they did a good job of blending the two of them together. Yeah, there are and sometimes it was really you, mostly when it was just the two of them doing the show. Yeah, that they really overlapped. Yeah, and one would be behind the other and things like that. Yeah, but there are some times when they're walking past each other and they're fighting each other, and it's like, y'all have done a really good job of having, like, three Kyle Moonies on the screen at the same time and it not looking like shit. Yeah. You did pretty damn good. Yeah. And oh, yeah. then, and then little Brucie is a Bobby's World parody. Um, starring a character that Kyle Mooney used to regularly do on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really weird that a character he does on SNL made an appearance in like two or three episodes of his Netflix show, which means there's a Kyle Mooney extended universe. Yeah. <laughs> The Kyle Mooneyverse is suddenly a thing, and that's weird. Yes. So yeah, I love that show, and I'm so glad that you loved it. I was, yeah. I'm still upset that you didn't fall head over heels in love with. I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. Yeah, and I, I, 
Tables. Lost a bit of esteem for you on that one, but you've made it up. Tables. Tables. <laughs> Fucking love, like, it, it, I I take the kids to the store and 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 they're like, Dad, there's some steaks. Can we buy steaks and slop them up? And I'm like, no, we're not making sloppy steaks, kids. <laughs> not making sloppy steaks. Let's slop them up. Yeah. I know. I know you want to make sloppy steaks. Yes. Oh, get down! Get down! You're gonna break this chair. It's very expensive. But yeah, so so that's all I've got for Bunny Versus. Everyone should watch Saturday Morning All Star Hits on Netflix. It's oh God, wonderful. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Just watching the show. I, I, the only thing I could possibly say in response to Saturday Saturday Morning All Star Hits is self adhesive tape. Yes, please. Nice. I always love that. And cut on that.